Good evening, everybody. What I want to do today is take some time to look over our first reading from the first book of Kings, the story of Elijah and the widow of Zarephath. Because, like so many stories in Scripture, particularly the Old Testament, if we take them and really do our best to analyze them, we can see how this story applies to our lives in certain situations in which we all find ourselves. And so we begin by noticing that there is this famine going on throughout the land, this terrible drought. And the woman, the widow, who has no husband to sustain her, and she has a son who, for whatever reason, seemingly cannot work to provide. So she's out gathering the sticks. She encounters Elijah. And Elijah says, I want you to go and get me some water and make me a little cake. But she says, I really can't do it. I don't have enough in the house to even feed my family. We're going to go and have a little meal, and then I'm going to go and die. We're both going to go and die. It's the worst case scenario, I guess. Anyhow, what does that show? This shows this woman this reality of facing trial and the doubt, the despair, the anxiety that she is encountering because of the situation. There's no solution. So I'm going to go do this, and then I'm going to end up dying. But what the prophet does is says, I understand that. That's fine. But I still need you to go make this cake for me and then for you and your, your son. And the Lord's going to provide. He doesn't say, oh, well, you know, I'm sorry things are rough. Why don't you just ignore me? I'm going to go somewhere else. The prophet calls her to go all in, to take that leap of faith, to take that radically crazy seeming step. Doesn't make any concessions. He calls her to go much deeper. But of course, she hesitates. And as the prophet says, do not be afraid. Obviously, the reason she hesitates to go all in, to do what he's asking, is because of fear. If I use all of this food, my resources with them are going to starve. I'm not going to have anything to take care of myself. We're going to die. It's going to be terrible. It's fear that drives her anxiety, and it's fear that drives her hesitancy. But responding to grace or out of great courage, she goes ahead and follows the command of Elijah. She makes the cake. She does this stuff. And as a result, the miracle happens. After she takes that step forward, for the rest of the year, for the rest of the famine, the flour never ran out, neither did the oil or the jug. She was able to provide for herself, for Elijah, and for her son. That their anxiety was about nothing. She took the step forward, and the Lord sustained her and took care of her. Her doubts, her despair, her anxiety went away. Now, but the thing is, she first had to take the step. She had to go all in, even though it didn't make any sense logically. And once she did that, the Lord responded. 
And so this, I think, sets up a truth or reality that so often we forget. But it's something that all of us encounter. We go through anxiety. We have trials in our lives, things that are difficult. And we're out there waiting for the Lord to act. Show me that everything is good, then I'll act. Show me it's going to be okay, then I'll take the step. Show me I'll be provided for, then I'll go. And nothing happens, and so we fall more into despair, more into anxiety, and more into doubt. And so this passage shows us the way to overcome that, even though we may not understand or like it. And so <clears throat> during the course of my reading this week, I stumbled upon a quote from Carl Ratzinger. You know, I like to quote him. He came, became Pope Benedict XVI, which I think sums up everything that I want to say and the lesson that we can learn from today's gospel. He says this, the knowledge of God, and I guess we're talking about to know that he exists, to know that he's there for us, is a way. I don't know what the passage of the original in German is, but it's a way. It's a way of progressing. We move forward in knowing God. It means discipleship, the way of discipleship, the way of following Jesus as our Lord. When we do that, we come to know him. It is not revealed, God's presence, God's mercy, God's whatever, is not revealed to an uncommitted permanently neutral observer. I'm just going to sit back and observe until God's acts. You're never going to know God. The permanently neutral observer who's too afraid to act or too detached to go all in is never going to know. But he continues, rather is disclosed, the knowledge of God is disclosed in the measure in which one sets out on the way. We come to know God and his existence in the measure that we're willing to say, I'm heading out in this direction, even though it doesn't make any sense, even though I'm scared, even though I'm anxious. Once we step out of the boat, once we head on the way, once we start doing, then things begin to make sense. Not until that. And so we can apply this in so many different ways in our lives. The students I work with or adults or doesn't matter, the anxiety I see in people's lives about school, about finances, about relationships, about vocations, whatever. I don't know what to do. I'm so scared. It looks like I've been abandoned. Whatever the situation is, we all go through it. Anxiety sets in and then sometimes even despair. God doesn't care for me. He's not there. He's not listening. He's not present. And so what the Lord is saying is, if you continue to sit there as that neutral observer and worrying, it's never going to work. You've got to go all in. I have to go all in. That's the call of the Lord. You've got to take the first step. Not just a small step. You've got to jump out. You've got to go. When you do that, then things will begin to make sense. But we're scared. We're fearful. And that's understandable. And we hesitate. What if I don't have enough money? What if I fail this test? What if God calls me to something I don't want to? What if I get it wrong? We're fearful. It's that fear that stops us from moving forward and ultimately the fear that stops us from knowing and trusting God.
But if we are able to respond to the grace, like just suck it up, I don't know what it is, and move forward, take that first step on the way, then it will begin to make sense. Particularly if we decide to go all in. It sounds crazy, I'm scared, but I'm going to go all in and I'm going to trust. That's when we come to know God. That's when the anxiety and the fear are dispelled. That the Lord sustains us. But until we do that, we're not going to know. And the fear will cripple us from being able to act. And we will live in anxiety and even possibly despair. Father Jacques Philippe, who I know many of you have read, and you know I love to quote him, summing him up. He says, if you want to feel the tug of the parachute, you've got to jump out of the plane. But so often, we are so scared to jump out of the plane, and we say, God's not there for us. But you've got to take that step. You've got to go all in, as the widow did, in order to feel the Lord sustain us. But so often, people never take that step. And as a result, they don't know the power and the reality of God. And so what I want to do is wrap it up a little bit and apply it to several areas that I see people really struggling with. And the first one is exactly what we hear about in the gospel, in the first reading. is money. It's finances. Uh, I can't go all in. I can't be generous. I've got to just give whatever out of my surplus, because if I really give all in generously with my treasure, then I'm not going to have enough. It's not greed that drives it, but it's often fear. But the thing is, until we go all in, I'm not saying you got to put all of your life savings, but until you give out of your need and not out of your surplus, you're not going to be able to see the Lord sustain. And so I can sit here and give you all kinds of reasons. I give myself all kinds of reasons. But once you do it, then the Lord will be able to sustain you. And so I can suggest to do what I did. I don't make a lot of money, but I made that commitment. I was the first giver over here online. And I make a fairly decent gift. And as a result, I wonder, well, am I going to have enough to pay my bills? I'm going to do this or that. But I got plenty enough. The Lord has sustained me, but I had to take that first step. And so if money is your fear, take the step, give generously, and know that he's going to sustain you. The second thing that I see a lot of anxiety and fear about, particularly in college students, is about vocation. Particularly vocations to the priesthood or religious life. People so scared that they may be called, so scared that they may not be able to do it or they may get it wrong, they don't know what God wants, and as a result, they stay frozen and are unable to act. And so my suggestion is, you got to go all in. you got to do the thing that's scary. If you think there is a possibility, come schedule an appointment with me. Go schedule an appointment with Father Pelsier. Go talk to Father Bruce. I don't care what it is. That's going all in. You may or may not be called, but fear is useless. You're not going to feel the Lord sustain you and give you that grace until you decide to go. The same thing in my life. I was scared when I first fell. I drove up to the vocation director's house and I turned and left. But three years later, I came back. It was very, very scary, but I knew I had to do it. And since then, the Lord sustained me. And third and finally, we can have anxiety about our faith in general. 
about prayer, about Catholicism, about God, whatever it is. And as a result, we're so worried about all these questions that we allow it to cripple us and we quit practicing. We quit praying, we quit going to Mass, we quit doing everything. We've got to go all in and say, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me, but I'm going to still do it. I'm going to make a commitment to go to Mass every Sunday, even during the week. I'm going to make a commitment to prayer, commitment to generosity, commitment to living it. And guess what? Once you head on the way, it will begin to make sense. Maybe not immediately, but we can't wait back as observers and say, I'll start acting whenever God magically reveals himself to me. You've got to step out, then it will make sense. These are three areas, but I'm sure there are plenty of other areas that we can figure out in our own lives where we are hesitant, where anxiety cripples us, and we hear the Lord's call to go deeper, but we're scared. And so whether it be that first reading, or some example in our own lives, let's pray today that we can have that courage, the response to the grace, to step out in whatever area it is, and to know that the Lord will not abandon us, that if we go all in and give from our need, not just our surplus, in regards to what area it is, that we will feel that tug of the parachute, and the Lord indeed will sustain and guide us. Amen. Though I'm sure it is not something that is unique as a problem in our society, but it sure seems that in our modern Western culture, people struggle with anxiety more than they have in ages past. Certainly, I think we have a deeper understanding of the biological, chemical, and genetic roots of it. But the fact of the matter is, we all, to some degree, struggle with anxiety. Anxiety when we face certain difficult situations or also at times difficult decisions. And so it's very easy, even as believers, for us to allow that anxiety to take over and to begin to wonder, where is God in this situation? Why doesn't he act? Why doesn't he give us some clear guidance on where we should go? And when we don't hear his voice, when we don't have that knowledge of his presence, it's quite easy for us to fall into despair or to doubt about his goodness or even his existence. And so if we look at the first reading today from the book of Kings, sort of see even at the time of Elijah the prophet in the Old Testament, the same pattern exists. So what's the stressor here? The stressor is a famine. 
There's not enough rain. Things are not growing. And the widow, who already, I'm sure, is stressed because she doesn't have a husband and her son seemingly is unable to work or provide for her, is stressing out. And so she is there wondering what's going to happen to her. And you might imagine that she is called out to God. Give me some guidance. Help us out. But it seems nothing has happened. And as a result, she is in despair. Where is God? Ready to go eat her cake and die. And so what happens is the prophet comes in. The prophet Elijah. And he says, I understand this is difficult but I want you to use every last bit of the resources you have, of your oil and your flour, to provide some food for me and for you. For the woman, understandably in the state of despair, is scared to make such a radical leap of faith because this is ultimately what Elijah is calling her to, what God through Elijah is calling her to. I want you to go all in. I want you to give everything and trust that the Lord is going to take care of it. But she is scared. She's fearful because she realizes how much it is going to cost. But still, the prophet continues. I need you to make this leap of faith. I need you to do this thing. He's not bothered by her hesitancy. And so this is sort of the focal point of what I want to talk about today when we're dealing with this issue of our own anxiety and fear. This call of Elijah to go all in, to make this leap of faith, even when it seems that God is not present, when it seems that despair and doubt take over. And I want to call this step or this leap of faith the knowledge of the way. I'm going to take that from a quote from Cardinal Ratzinger, of course, who became Bo Benedict. And he's talking about how we can gain knowledge of God, of his existence in our life, and also of his will in our lives. He proposes something that is sort of radical, but it's very, very much in line with what the prophet calls for today. He says the knowledge of God is a way. I don't know the German word he uses, but it's a way. It's a path. It means discipleship, the path of following Christ, that if we want to know God, we must follow Christ. He continues, it is not revealed to the uncommitted, permanently neutral observer but rather is disclosed in the measure in which one sets out on the way, on the path of discipleship. So this is the knowledge of the way, but what is Cardinal Ratzinger saying here? What he's saying is that so often we face crisis, we face anxiety, and we want to know that God is going to take care of it. We want to know that he has a plan for us and so we say, I will act once I know you're there. I will take that step, that leap of faith, once I'm assured that it's the right thing to do and you're going to take care of me. 
But that's not what Elijah calls the widow to, and that's not the knowledge of the way Ratzinger talks about. He says, if you want to know God, you've got to step out first. You will only know him and his power and his providence if you're willing to take the leap of faith, if you're willing to go all in. And the more you're willing to go all in and set on the way, even though you do not understand and it's frightening and scary, the more you will come to know God, the more he'll reveal himself to you. This is the knowledge of the way. To maybe put it in a sort of a metaphor that is easier to understand. It's something that uh, Father Philippe, who wrote those wonderful books on spirituality, Searching for and Maintaining Peace, Interior Freedom, he has this wonderful way of explaining this. He says, if you want to feel the pull of a parachute, you got to jump out of the plane. This is the reality. We want to know that God exists, that he's going to be that parachute that's going to protect us and guide us. But we don't want to jump out of the plane. We're too scared. And so as a result, we never get that knowledge. We don't have that experience. Because we're too frightened. Because fear leads to that anxiety and then leads to that despair. But the fact of the matter is, albeit maybe through a grace of God or through her courage, she listens to the prophet. She overcomes that fear and she goes and uses all the resources. She goes all in. She steps on the, in the way. She jumps out of the proverbial plane. And guess what happens? The Lord provides. That she not only has enough for that meal, but she has enough to feed her, her son, and the prophet for a whole entire year. She knows that God is there. She experiences it. She understands his plan and his will. But it wasn't until she took that leap of faith. It wasn't until she set out on the way to be obedient. And so this is the same call for all of us, particularly in the situations in which we find ourselves where anxiety takes over where we want to know God's will, but we're too scared to move forward. And I want to mention just a few of them, even though there could be a lot more, that I see individuals, particularly college students, struggling with. The first, in a certain sense, is kind of redundant. It's the area of faith. People anxious about whether God exists, whether or not the Catholic faith is true, whether or not the Lord listens to prayer. And instead of taking that leap of faith, they worry about it and say, Lord, show me it's all true before I act. It's not how it works. If you want to know that he's really there, if you want to know the faith is true, you've got to set it on the way. A commitment to prayer, a commitment to mass, a commitment to study, to live it out full force. And the more you do it, the more he will reveal himself. But it can be scary. Maybe you don't want to make the commitment. Maybe you think it's going to find out it's all a lie. But until you take the step, you'll never know. Another sort of set of anxiety, and this is pretty clear in what all the gospel talks about, and I see it all the time, is it comes with money. So much anxiety over finances. Oh, what, oh, what, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I give too much, then I'm not going to have enough to provide for me, to provide for my family. I don't know what to do. God, take care of me. And what this knowledge the way means is go in like the widow, whether it be in the first reading or in the gospel. Give everything. Not necessarily give everything that you become destitute, 
but give until it hurts, not out of your excess or your surplus, but out of your need. The more generous we are, the more we step into it, the Lord is going to sustain us. But people are such pitiable givers, not because they're greedy, it's because they're scared, they're fearful. But the more we step out, the more we come to know the Lord. And the third and final way, and it's probably the most important, is when it comes to vocation. The anxiety I see people struggling with. What is God calling me to? How do I know it? And if they think that maybe they're called to the priest of religious life, they freak out. Oh, I, I don't want to do that. Or I'm too scared. Or, or what if I get it wrong? You've got to step out of the plane to figure it out. And stepping out of the plane often means, I don't know, but I'm going to call Father. I'm going to set that appointment. I'm going to talk to him about it. I'm going to go and contact the vocation director. It doesn't matter what it is, but get on the way and the Lord will reveal to you. You can't just sit there and say, Lord, when you tell me what you want me to do, I'll go and do it. It's not how it works. You've got to step out on the path to know what the Lord wants. And again, it could be these three areas. It could be in any other areas that we face anxiety and fear and lead sometimes to despair. This is how we act. Stepping out in the knowledge of the way, taking that leap of faith, knowing the Lord will sustain us. It is easy? No, it's not. But that's where I want to bring the conclusion. Sometimes for us to be able to do this, to give up our anxiety, to step out, we need a prophet. Someone that the Lord puts in our life. It could be a family member, friend, it could be a priest, it could be a complete stranger to say, you got to jump out of the plane. Or maybe to, boop, give you that little push. We all sometimes need it. To speak the word of the Lord into our lives where we know it. That we have to overcome the fear and take that leap. Set out on the way. And so, today we pray not only in our own anxieties to be able to acknowledge them and to have the courage to step out and to come to know God through our actions, but also to pray the Lord does send that prophet in our life that does speak that word of truth so that we can have that great trust to step out, to go all in, to come to know the Lord. Amen.